You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Roger and JP, 1025 The Bone, Real Raw Radio. Coming up after 1.30, the top 10 list. Where you guess it's on the top 10, try to win the body prize. 2 o'clock, Drew Garabo Live. But right now we're in the middle of a discussion about being near evil. And how close you got to it. A friend of ours put up a Facebook post talking about that he, you know, he worked at an auto parts place with this guy who turned out to be a sniper, serial killer type guy. And the guy gave him rides home and all this stuff. That's how close he got to evil. If you have a story, 727-579-1025-800-771-1025. Proving that we don't have the corner on the serial killer uh, trade. (laughs) Although we have a lot of them apparently from our area. Rebecca on line two. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, so I... I grew up, uh, hey, how are you guys? I listen to you every day. Thank you. Um, I uh, I lived in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and there was a serial killer that would capture, he had like a, um, a barbecue stand on the side of the road. So he would uh, take hookers and um, customers and he murdered them and then put them in his food, and he would serve this to the public. What? He eventually, yeah, he eventually got caught, I believe, in the early 90s. Um, he went to prison, and I think either earlier this year or late last year, he was found dead in his prison cell, so he passed away. Ugh. He passed away or he was killed? Uh, he, he passed away. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And what was yeah, he killing was people? Really and what was, he po- what was he poisoning people with? He was he was killing the people and putting the people in mm. his meat in the pork, and oh. he would line them up and serve them on the side of the road as barbecue pork, oh and people God. would actually eat them. And he was in business for a long time. <laughs> that was a line you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so yeah, weird. it was really disgusting. Oh, can oh, you imagine God. when that story breaks, and that food truck that you've been going to for years? You find out with serving people, how many times have you eaten it? Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And if they were hookers, like, I totally would want to get tested after that. <laughs> well, I think once you cook it. You make a good point. Yeah, I don't think herpes. You cook out the chlamydia. I, I don't think her. I'm pretty sure herpes can't, uh, can't compete against being sauteed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Go ahead. Thank you, Rebecca. Oh my yeah, let gosh. me get the uh, pulled pork and a side order of sauteed herpes. <laughs> <laughs> John, John on line four. Hey, man. How you doing, man? Hey, John. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work with this guy for about 20 years, and he used to do a lot of drugs. And I finally seen his mind starting to go, and he showed up over my house one time. And I kept on telling him to leave, and he wouldn't leave. So he sat down on the couch next to me and said, Have you ever seen one of these? And I turned around, and there was a gun pointed toward my head. Then uh, he shot, and he grazed my head. But when he shot, I just moved just in time. And when I came up, because I went down, I came up, and I seen him shooting at my son. And I had to uh, take my gun, and I had to kill him. Are you serious? Yeah. You killed this guy point blank in your house, 
And so you saved yourself yeah. and your kids. Exactly. What state did this happen in? Tampa, Florida. Oh. And did you have to face, did you have to go on trial for that, or was it immediately known that it was self-defense? Well, they brought me down to uh, the police station. They interviewed us, and they finally released us around 1 o'clock in the morning. And luckily, I was at home because I got hurt on the job a few weeks earlier. Mm. Uh, If I wasn't home, I don't know what would happen if I wasn't there. Well, maybe you wouldn't have been uh, there. Did you go home after that? Did I go home? Yeah, like sleep in your bed type. Like, I mean, you know, I think it would really just no, fire you no, up. No, no, no. I had to go to a hotel. Then yeah. uh, the next day I went home and cleaned it up. I cut the carpet out and everything. And uh, we stayed in a hotel for a few days until I got everything straightened out. And then we went home. But, but you ended uh, up no legal ramifications for you. You were questioned, your story panned out, and then that was it. But you ended up having to take another man's life. Yeah. Well, I was sweating bullets for about three months. Uh, mm. Then I finally got a call from the detective that uh, it was a clean shot and they let it go. Let me ask you a question: When you when the phone rang and it was the detective, how scared were you that that call was going to go the other way? I was really worried. I was sweating. I'm telling you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet. Wow. How long did you? You have never to, know which way it's going to go. Did you I, even even though that guy was trying to take your life or your son's life? Do you still have? Do you have any guilt over killing a man? No, but I still have nightmares over it. I bet. Do you? Yeah. That was a better, I should have phrased it that way. Is the nightmare the same scene as what happened, or is it totally different? Well, it's kind of like the same scene, but then you run around in your head that there could have been certain other scenarios where Mm -hmm. all you had to do was walk right up to me, or when I wasn't looking, shoot me. There was many ways that he could have done it. Yeah, if he doesn't say, hey, you ever seen one of these, he could have just shot you right there, and who knows what happens after that. You're right. What was the benefit? Of him shooting you, like what would what? I know it's impossible there for you to. Was no benefit. Right, so there he was, was just no he was just high. Yeah. Wow. Right, John. I, I have his uh, girlfriend's uh, phone number, and I never heard from her, so mm. I don't know if he killed her before he came over to my house. You don't ever want to try and track her down and see if she's alive. No, I, I called and called and never got an answer, but I never talked to the detective to find out if he killed her. There's got to be a way wow. to find out, to track her down if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Only if, I mean, well, just just to answer some questions that you may still have, you know? Yeah, I would like to know, but that's, it's been about four years now, you know? Mm. Oh, so this is somewhat recent. Yeah. Hmm. Jesus. Well, if she was killed, I think that would have been in the news, you know. Maybe you would have known. So right. maybe she just took off. Well, I, I try to check it up and everything. And I, yeah. I, I, I deliver tires. And I used to drive to uh, Lakeland, and that's where she lived. And I asked a bunch of people if anybody was killed up here lately, but nobody knew. Mm. Well, thanks for telling us, John. Thanks, John. Wow. All right. Well, story. Yeah, Thank you. How close you ever been to evil? Well, that was close. That is first person close. Wow. Uh, John is online, too. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. This hey. is uh, the story back uh, 
I was still in high school. The guy was a year older, I believe. His name was Ira Amazon. Uh, LSD was quite prevalent flying around the area at this time, and this is right here in Palm Harbor, Florida. Uh, the kid was kind of an acquaintance. I think I had partied with him a couple times. Anyway, he next-door neighbor, he went over and murdered the mother and her 11-year-old daughter uh, with a kitchen knife. Oh. And he lived right next door. His name was Ira Amazon. This was back in 81. Mm. And claimed that he was just high and didn't know what he was doing. Uh, I don't know if they gave him the death penalty or he's still on. In mm-hmm. prison, but uh, uh, it was quite the story back in the day. And okay. uh, I can still see the guy's face. All right, John. Thank you very much. Earl is on line six. Earl, seriously, a, a famous uh, serial killer you you knew? Uh, I mean, I shot pool with her. We drank beer. We were casual conversation several times. And um, Aileen Warnos, uh, she was, I mean, she was a nice. God, we were kind of intoxicated every time we were. The place is called <laughs> the Porthole. It was mm-hmm. uh, kind of at the South Daytona Port Orange line. I'm from Daytona Beach. And um, who's had many, many serial killers in their history. But this is one of her hangouts. And for about three or four months there, I was going a lot with a couple of friends. And to be fair, I think this is probably before she ever killed anyone. It was like 88. And I think Mm. she was murdering in 89 and 90. But um, she was, you know, she was there two, three times a week. And we shot bull, had beer. She was very loud, kind of funny. Um, usually drunk and didn't smell very well, but, um, (laughs) you would, you would never, you know, they always say that, God, who do you suspect? You Mm -hmm. would never think that, you know, this person could do the things that she was, um, actually convicted for doing and killed eventually for doing. Did you ever partake in her, did you ever partake in her services? (laughs) Hell no. In fact, (laughs) to, to be honest, she... I think some of the people, like the bartenders that have been there a long time, and they called her Lee or Lee Lee, and um, they they she was known to be in the girls. So, and, but I guess some of those people subsequent to that knew that she turned tricks too uh, with men. But she was she was not. Uh, she would have a once in a while there'd be a girl, you know, Daytona, especially during bike week stuff like that, which happens twice a year. Um, you know, she was in there with girls, but uh, no, no, no indication. You know, very loud. Like I said, loud, fun, funny person. And I shot. We shot pool. She was very good at pool. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she beat me for sure, but she didn't kill me. Right. So you got that going for you. <laughs> yeah. But Daytona is Daytona is absolutely notorious. Gerald Stanos was a serial killer who killed many women, including a girl who I went to school with, Mary Carol Maher. Um, and he was a DJ, a local DJ, um, and he killed a lot of people. Uh, Costa Fotopoulos and his wife Deirdre are both on death row, and she's wow. the uh, she's one of the few women on death row. They killed a drifter out in the woods, and then uh, he wanted his wife killed. Very pro- uh, prominent Greek uh, couple, and so he hired a dude to kill his wife. And while he and after the guy killed his wife, he acted like he caught him in the act and he shot him. But this was all found out. But huh. we've had we had a whole whole lot of uh, Daytona Beach has had many many uh, serial killers roll through there yep. transient area. But anyway, right 
There you go. There's your your most uh, prominent uh, female serial killer. There you, you are go. correct. <laughs> Good job. Thank you, Earl. Right. Roger's dead guy in the envelope a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, she was. Last not, week. not that long ago at all. Aileen Warnos. He had beers with her feet a bunch of times. That guy's mm-hmm. lucky to be here. That's weird. Well, Monica, how you doing with these stories over there? You okay? This is so weird. I know you're not going to Daytona anytime soon. You love this stuff, though, huh? Um, I do. I it's it's. I don't know. I find it interesting. What 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 goes on in these people's brains? What's happening mm. with these people's brains? Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. How are you like kind of a normal person or whatever you know, regular you human, work- and then all of a sudden you're Aileen Warnos or this other hitman? You're like, and you, you guys, know, this other killer. You guys brought a whole other mentality I never thought of because clearly these people interacted with people. So there's yeah. got to be a. They all have people that they interacted with that that's mm. ah, nuts man right they're not all loners they have regular lives regular yeah, jobs right they worked with people and stuff right <laughs> looking around I mean, at my people around me <laughs> right right in the original story of a guy who just worked in an auto parts place and was snipering people at night it's like killing me like that's such a weird mix of regular life and then the most ridiculous thing hey Vinny, online too what's up yeah how you doing great show guys uh thanks, thanks Vinny. Anyway, uh, I'm going to make this as short as possible. I mean, really, I could write a book about this whole thing. But anyway, um, I'm 50 now. When I was a kid in the 70s, my dad owned a biker bar, and he was best friends with all the guys who uh, would be considered the Westies. Okay. Um, As a matter of fact, his best friend, who was uh, his best man, was the the brother of the head of the Westies. Um, I don't want to, like, give names. It's all documented. Um, and so I used to go to these parties when I was a kid, um, at my uncle's basement in New Jersey. And the craziest thing, my aunt, I never even knew this. My aunt just told me recently, she lives next to me. She said that when I was, uh, like six or seven and I used to go to these parties, I used to sit on this guy's lap and he used to tell me jokes and funny stories. And it, it was the Iceman. I don't know if you know the movie. What? All that stuff. Yeah. Kuklinski. So, yeah, yeah. So the Iceman would, I would sit on his lap and he would tell me stories. And, uh, I mean, it freaked me out a little bit, but I was a little kid and he was a very friendly guy from what I remember. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched a a bunch of, I watched a a couple of Netflix specials on, on Kuklinski and, you know, his family had no idea. Like he would sit and go out and do a hit and then come home and have Christmas dinner. And, like, nobody yeah, ever, yeah. He, like, he was great with the kids. He was a family man. He wasn't cheating on his wife. Like, none of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't even think any anybody that I knew, my, my family didn't know about, you know, didn't know about any of this stuff. Obviously, they wouldn't let him in the house. But, so, yeah, Vinny, as yeah, a kid, you, were, you said you were a younger kid, you know, sitting on his lap or whatever. I mean, and kids are usually in tune with, with things that are weird, mm. you know. You didn't get a weird vibe at all. Not at all. He was oh. the friendliest guy. And they were all friendly, and they were all murderers. It was really a, a party of murderers. It was crazy, and, and they were all the nicest people. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is very know, and, and, and just one other quick fact, and this is crazy, too. My uncle Walter, who passed away a long time ago, he was an alcoholic lawyer. He was portrayed by Dustin Hoffman in the movie uh, Sleepers. Wow, that was my uncle really? Yeah, so movie. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff in my childhood, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the uh, the stories, man. What do you do now, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> well, I live here in Florida, and I actually work from home on computers. You know, I have a wife and kids, and, uh, you know, I don't see any of that. I don't talk to her or see any of those guys anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Ever since Big- my dad passed away, that, that whole life is gone.
you're guilty of something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust you and your computers at all. <laughs> you're guilty of something. Hey, thanks for the call, my man. Appreciate it. You all know right. what? We got to take See a break, but we got wow. a lot of people, and I don't know about you, but I find these stories interesting Incredible. as well. So we'll take some more calls in the next set, and we'll, we'll uh, do that going into uh, top ten list. Sound like a plan? Sure does. Monica. Roger JP is the bone. Monica, just keep on holding. We'll get to him as quickly as we can. 800-771-1025 or 727-579-1025. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.